Monday. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And we're going to talk about games that involve drawing stuff. With John! I'm back! Yay! Now, we're not talking about drawing the drapes. You know, we're not talking about drawing a bead on something. We're not talking about uh, drawing attention. We're talking about drawing like lines and pictures and stuff with pencils and pens on flat surfaces. Thank you for clarifying. I, I love I your use of homonyms. It's it's I, I enjoy that part. Um, but generally speaking, I don't really tend to go for drawing games, and one of the major reasons why is because, uh, well, I, I'm not very good at drawing, and that's kind of the requirement for these things. I mean, Pictionary is the one everybody knows, right? And oh, of course. If you're good at drawing, then it's just you draw a good picture of the thing that people are supposed to guess what it is, and they guess it, and that's game. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you there. Okay. I find that drawing games are more fun if you do not know how to draw. Oh, the yeah, absolutely. The better an artist you are, the more high standards you have for yourself, and the more frustrated you are at the incompetence around you. <laughs> Every- <But if> everyone <laughs> is useless, like, you know, a monkey with a piece of chalk <laughs> and a sidewalk, then... You're going to have a better time. I'm pretty sure every drawing game ever made is better the worse you are. And that's usually what I tell people at the cafe, because usually they're the most intimidating kind of party games that people run into. Either that are the ones that make you do improv, or have to make up stuff on the spot. Yeah. But same kind of deal, though, really, because you are being creative on, on the spot. spot. Yeah. yeah. But the thing with drawing games is that they rarely require you to be creative. They just require you to draw a thing. Well, mm-hmm. I guess they assume that they need a larger degree of skill than playing other party games when almost having more skill makes the game less fun. It really does. I mean, uh, one of the things that makes party games fun is failure. People always ask for a fun game or a funny game. Uh, Games that have jokes in them, generally speaking, fall flat. But games where people try and fail to do something... Dramatically. Dramatic failure. The worse they fail, the funnier it is. That's why things like Ghost Blitz, where all you have to do is find which one of these five objects you're supposed to grab and grab it before anybody else. Or Anomia, where you just have to name, like, a website. Make a noise. Or an (laughs) opera. Opera singer or an animal sound. And people failing at that is hilarious. And similarly, having to draw a picture of something fairly basic and get your friends to guess what it is. That's funny when you can't do it. That's the appeal of Pictionary and all these other things. We're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Who kind of mostly asks for drawing games at the cafe? Because it's, it's fairly popular. You get, you get requests for this fairly often, right? Couples. Couples really want to play drawing games. Okay. What do you recommend in their case? Like literally nothing. There's basically nothing out there. <laughs> Pretty much. Why, why, why not? Why aren't there any two-player drawing games? Well, I mean, drawing games tend to be party games. Mm. And party games are better the more people you have, but you do need at least four. And, and in yeah. some cases, like uh, they're, they're almost all team games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So draw a thing, have people guess them. It's like the Pictionary model. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more people you have playing, the more chaotic it is, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Pictionary and, is a good point, too, because I think that people want drawing games because they have the nostalgia factor of Pictionary. Absolutely. Like, people that... We get a lot of first dates, and people that come in on first dates that aren't board gamers will just want to play board games they played in their youth, right? Or at least they're going to want to recapture that feeling. Yeah, and that Mm -hmm. means, you know, stuff like Scrabble, Monopoly, and Pictionary. Mm -hmm. Like, people are asking for a mystery game, it's because they want to play Clue. People are asking for a drawing game, it's because they want to play Pictionary. There are other party games that sort of incorporate the Pictionary deal in there. I mean, like Cranium, for example. Mm -hmm. Another Mm semi-classic. 
Yeah. So it's a modern just, classic. It's got like a bit of Pictionary in there along with all the other things that are in there. You get uh, some fairly basic uh, Pictionary variants. So let's see. We've got the nostalgia of Pictionary. We've got the nostalgia of uh, Cranium. What are some other drawing stuff that people might have played from before that they might have in mind when they come to a cafe looking for a drawing game? So well, when I was a kid, uh, myself and my sisters, we used to play this silly little game. You pull out a piece of paper. Uh, you do a grid of about 20 dots by 20 dots. And, uh, well, we called it dots. Uh, yeah, yeah, we played that one. Yeah, yeah, really straightforward. You're just going to take turns drawing one orthogonal line from one dot to another. So you take, I draw a line, you draw a line. Yeah, I draw yeah, a line, draw over a line. and over and over again until someone eventually completes a square by going one, two, three, four, finishing off that square, at which point they now own that square. They just write their initial in it or you color it in in your color. And it's kind of like a drawing kind of area control kind of game, like a strategy game. Uh, really easy to play, and it's done when you've filled in the grid. And whoever's the most squares... Uh, yeah, whoever has controlled the most of those squares wins the game. That reminds me of one I used to play when we were bored in class. Um, you need a blank sheet of 8.5 by 11 paper. And you draw a little base on one side, and one player will draw 10 little X's in the space above it. The other player draws 10 little O's. And the way you would move and shoot with these little ships trying to blow up the other player's base, you have to take your pencil, uh, place it point down on the ship that is going to be moving or shooting, and uh, hold the uh, the the hold it with your with your index finger on the opposite. So you've got the point down, and then the eraser up top. So you put your index finger on the eraser, and you have to push the pencil out from under, so that it creates this line. Can I give it a little flick? Yeah, you just you sort of flick the pencil, and uh, if you're moving your your ship, then you draw its new location at the end of that line. And if you're shooting, then if your line passes through any part of the target ship, you destroy them, and you have to get your ships to the other side to blow up their base. So it's a tactile drawing space battle game. Pretty much. That is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> and of course we would always say that the O's were the TIE Fighters and the X's were the X-Wings. Thank you. Because, I love you. Because of course they are. I love you so much. Yeah, we were all Star Wars fans. The correct age. answer is, I know. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. No, I know. John gets it. Oh. oh. I changed Thanks, my mind. Em. I love you, Emily. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So there's the tactility of it. The fact that you get to literally make your mark on stuff is a huge appeal. And so it's not that surprising. People are looking for other stuff, but you always have to disappoint the people who are looking for a two-player game, and it's really kind of sad. But do not despair, because modern drawing games do actually have a lot to offer. And on Wednesday, we're going to go into those in a little bit more detail. Bye. Bye.